Bandwidth for all shows on the Aussie Tech Heads network is supplied by Aussie Tech Heads Web Hosting. For a fast, affordable and reliable Australian server with fantastic support, contact Aussie Tech Heads Web Hosting at aussietechheads.com.au. Aussie Tech Heads, Australia's best hosting service. And welcome to another episode, Aussie Tech Heads. And we're going to get straight into it. We've got another big show. I hope we're all feeling safe tonight. Well, we should be. There's well, there's a little flotilla of Russian battleships off the coast of Australia. So it's, I feel uh, better now. Yeah, so do I feel a lot safer too. What a big... Well, you'd have to say no. It's a, it's a wank. Now. It's so a wank. much better now. But, <laughs> but everyone feels a lot safer, I'm sure. But yeah, so it's a, a sign of strength, I suppose. But who cares, really? They'll go he home pretty soon. does it all the time. Yeah, I know. Do this all the time. It's not a big deal. He takes them everywhere. The, they've been doing this since the seventies. Yeah, they take them everywhere. Should just, people should just calm down and have a bex. Yeah. <laughs> for headache, pain, and fever. Oh, welcome relief of pain. That's right. I take bex. They were uh, no good for you, apparently. apparently. That's why they're not selling them anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I remember. I remember when I was a kid, little old ladies. You know, they used to. They they just take them. They'd open up their little box, their little Bex box. They abused and... it. They treated it like lollies. Have a Bex and a lie down. And then you wouldn't get back up again because it would kill you. <laughs> and then I even, yeah. rem- even remember when I was at school, there was a guy who used to take, like at school, a student. Like This is high school, so he's, what, 16 or something. And he was doing a Bex and a Coke. Oh. So he... <laughs> so you know, so, uh, co- yeah, for? Coke with Bex. Yeah, no, I tell you, I don't, I don't know. He was an idiot. He, he reckons he used to have the, uh, used to have aspirins on his wheat bix and stuff, and just and wheat bix and coke, and <laughs> that's really bad. You can you can damage your kidneys and your liver with that. Yeah, yep. I know. Yeah, so he's probably dead. He's gone. Gone. <laughs> gone. All right. So anyway, Eric, how are you going this week? I'm very well, sir. How are you? Very good. Yes, good. Thank you very much. And uh, what's been going on? Anything exciting? Down your no, neck of the woods? just been flat out doing. Got uh, I've got something on every week, every day for the mm. next bloody yeah. till Christmas. And, and what's that? Is that a pillow behind you, or what's it? What is it, a sack of something? Oh, that's a, um, it's some pillows and a one of my children's. I think I'm gonna have a look at that children's dresses on top of it. Oh right, it looks like you've been sleeping in the office there. No, and, <laughs> and wearing a dress. Yes. Or wearing a dress, no, neither. That's, that's a formal dress. Mm. It's actually a communion dress. Ah, you're going to take communion soon. Yeah, again. Cool. And, <laughs> uh, and Jace, how are you going? Um, I think I'm awake. Good. Oh, that's right. You've been on night shift uh, this week. So yeah, four fit- nights, night shift, 10 hours, 10 to p.m. to 8 a.m. Ouch. Yeah. yeah, So and so you had a sleep today because you've come off night shift. Yeah, I had to sleep for a few hours and then set my alarm to wake me up so I can try and get back into sleep routine at night time again. Oh, yeah, so what do yeah, you do this hard. Yeah, once a month or something? Uh, hopefully once every couple of months or so. Yeah, well, that's all right. That's pretty good. Now, um, oh, do you like my new glasses for those that you can see? Little, Fabulous. Little 8-bit glasses there. I've got another set. Look, I've got two. I thought they're only three bucks. I thought, why not? I'll go, I'll go and buy two. There they are. Woo. 
look at them. Beautiful. Oh, yeah, I'll send, send you my address so I can wear them next week. <laughs> yes. So now talking about uh, well, how's the old fart tech going or old fart geeks, whatever you're doing? Yeah, we had uh, quite a few downloads of that already. And um, we had a bit of a break until the next one because uh, my night shift has put everything out of whack. But uh, next week we need to do another uh, Minecraft Obsidian Loft episode and then another um, Old Fart Geek show. Cool, cool. Be looking, that. looking forward to hearing that one. And uh, that's on iTunes, obviously, with Obsidian Loft. And Yeah, we got some we got a, a feedback actually from a person named Shane. You might have heard of him before. Oh, I've, I've, yeah, Shane. Oh, vaguely, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what's he, uh, what's said he up he really to? He likes the format of the show and enjoyed listening to it, so that was good. Oh, yeah, good stuff. Traitor. <laughs> so we had um, the the uh, video sh- version of the show via uh, podcast has been downloaded 101 times, and the audio. Nice. It's uh, let's have a look. So it's going good. Forty-three. Nice. That's, that's going good, so boys. For one episode, not too bad. And that's ha- very good, sir. Yes, that's extremely good. Okay, now talking now uh, talking about old fart geeks or whatever you want to call yourselves. <laughs> that's old fart geeks, isn't it? Yes. Uh, I, like you, I think I keep wanting to mix the, those old last two farts. words. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> uh, look, we got an email uh, this week because we are talking about uh, tape speeds. A couple of weeks ago, last week or a couple oh, of weeks ago. Oh, yes, somebody's got the definitive answer. Data speeds and stuff, you know, off the off the old cassette tapes. Now, look, one of these days, one of these weeks, I'm going to learn how to put a a, video, a picture up on the screen with this new software. So, But uh, until I do that, bad luck. <laughs> you can't, you'll have to watch me while I read this. Now, it was, uh, who sent this in to me? Darren. He said he was uh, he was in a nostalgic mood. Looking at one of his old game magazines from 1984 yesterday, and that was probably after after the, listening to the old fart geek, uh, and noticed a comment about tape speeds and remembered you guys talking about these the other week. But the file, but, but the file sizes seemed high. I remember everything being so small, particularly as I had a ZX81. Wowzers! Sinclair Spectrum. Yeah, back then, and no storage, having to manually input every program. Yes, I remember oh, those days. <laughs> it's, uh, I think. How stupid were we? I know. I think we. I used to do that at school in the lunch hour. You know, on a on a micro B, and like they'd take you an hour to punch the the code in, and then no you just memory. yeah, you push run, and the bell would go, <laughs> and the teacher would come off with the the big the default switch and just turn the whole bank of them off. I love the micro Bs. We had those. Yeah, they're all right. That yeah. was the first ones I ever used. But they were. Uh, designed pretty poorly with the power cable because uh, it could only go in one way. Well, it would go in two ways. But it should only go in one way, uh, and yeah, one day I put it in the other way, and <laughs> uh, we yeah, ended up having wasn't a B net with it all networked together, all of them to a central micro B computer. Oh wow! Which had a floppy drive in it. It was pretty cool. A micro B with a floppy drive. Jeez, what a rich yeah. school you had. Now, <laughs> yeah. from from the article, the Commodore sixty four could handle sixteen k every ten minutes. Lion. It's not a lot. No. It's 160k <laughs> per tape. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, or or for a 60-minute tape, 96k, which is about 10% of one meg. Yeah, that's, yeah. And wouldn't it take forever for our programs games to learn? <laughs> oh, I reckon. Well, what what's some of these games now? They they probably load up about I don't know a gig or something, wouldn't they? They're pretty yeah, full on. Sure. X- Xbox like ones are like 100 gig now, and they're mostly downloadable as well. A hundred gig, wow! For a game, 
Yeah. That's, wow. That's the typical Microsoft bloat. <laughs> yes. that. But anyway, so thanks, Darren, for sending that in. You got that from, I don't know, I couldn't, did I say the magazine? I can't see the name of it. Uh, or did he say it? Yeah, he might have said it. He's uh, one of his old game magazines. That was game magazines. That's what I was thinking. Sorry. <laughs> okay, good. Now, uh, thanks, Darren. That was good. Now, look, another thing I came across, this is just uh, just a... Ease, ease us into the show, you know, this week. Uh, there's another one, a website, I-N-S-E-C-A-M, I-N-S-E-C-A-M.com, in, in Sakam. Now, you guys heard of this site? We have now. You have. Now, what it's all about is apparently these guys have put together a web page that ha- just, I don't know how they do it, they must just trawl the internet or whatever, and they're looking for IP cameras that are just sitting there with the with the default passwords on them. And so you can go into this website, you can go through the countries and just tune into someone's webcam. So basically you're invading people's privacy. Well, no, because not in, because they haven't changed... set their, up in their bedroom. Well, they haven't changed the password, so you're not invading. They've invited you in. That's just an, that's an invitation. Don't change the password. That's the invitation. That's the digital invitation. Right, so, yo. That's one way to so, call it. <laughs> so have a look at that. Have a look at that. I, it's in the show notes. I'm not going to spell it again. It's in the show notes. AussieTechHeads.com.au. All right, let's uh, let's go to let's start a story off with Jace. You want to start off with a story, Jace? Yeah, Sachin Nadella's making a rapid reinvention of Microsoft in another bid to keep, make up lost ground in the long march to the future of computing. Microsoft is now open sourcing the very foundation of .NET, the Mm. software that millions of developers use to build and operate websites and other large online applications. And it says this free code will eventually run on not only computer servers that use its own Windows operating system, but also atop machines equipped with Linux or Apple's Mac OS, Microsoft's two main operating system rivals. We want to have developer offering that is relevant and attractive and valuable to any developer working on any kind of application. True. So yeah, it'll be great. Right. I mean, they've had uh, Mono, which is from um, Miguel Casaza, has been um, porting .NET to Linux just by reverse engineering it for years. And he's had a lot of meetings with Microsoft and flown in and out of there. And there was a thought that uh, Microsoft was going to buy Xamaran, which is his company, which does that. But uh, in the end, they decided to work together, and now they're going to make .NET run on all the platforms. So oh, yeah. it'll save it, be a lot easier for a lot of developers. I mean, everyone who's sick of updating Java every five minutes because a new update has yes. come out because it's so full of vulnerabilities is just going to love this because .NET hasn't had that much of that kind of problem. So why is that? Why does Java come out all the time? Is it just because they're just finding holes in it? And they just, yeah, a lot of code has got holes in it, and it, they need to uh, sandbox things more, I think, and put on more strict security. It gets too much access to too many things, and because it's a lot of um, free technologies that have been plugged together, eventually you know something's going to find out. I mean, even today, uh, on the other hand, Microsoft has just released a zero-day update patch for every single version of Windows that's ever existed because they found a whole security hole that that's affects every single operating system that Microsoft has ever made from day one. So, oh, wow. um, you know, they're not 100% secure there. But, mm. you know, .NET hasn't had the same sort of problems that Java has had. But then again, .NET hasn't been running as a server application, whereas Java is powering servers and things. Because I know with the Java, every now and then, like, you go to do an update and it, it'll, that'll even fail. 
and yeah. and I just leave it. I don't know what happens to it. <laughs> I, I found know. an interesting website uh, last night called whyjavasucks.com. <laughs> it's got a lot of <laughs> funny photos of, mm. you know, they'll have something like somebody is standing there trying to take a photo and there's this dog jumping up and down, up and down, going, this is the Java update. Update, yeah. update, update me. <laughs> so it's the same sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, all right. Now, um, yeah, so that's good, yeah, because I uh, had a story as well about the Microsoft thing. Let me find that. We might as well uh, go with, just finish off on that. Where we go. So it's the largest Microsoft patch Wednesday. So obviously this Wednesday just gone. And yes, and today, like just before the show, I just I, I restarted the computer and yes, there was a few updates there. So they all came down. It's prepared a bumper patch of fixes for security holes in its application operating system, as Jay said, which will be released as part of the November patch Tuesday or our patch Wednesday. Five of the flaws are rated as critical by Microsoft, affecting old and new versions of Windows Server, blah, 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 and as well as Internet Explorer, 7, 8, 9, 10, and 11. Oh, yeah, so there's heaps of them. Patches for Office 2007, Service Patch, Patch all 3, the things. Everything. Does it say what it was What it was all about? Um, the patches will be available automatically from Windows and an update for the company's malicious software removal tool. Also patched up server Exchange server, Eric, 2007, 10, and 13. Oh, that way my server switched off. Yeah. <laughs> the updates came through. Your server went down. So you have to uh, go in tomorrow. All right. Now, uh, what do you got, Eric? What do you want to talk about this week? What do I have? Google launches YouTube music key streaming service. <clears throat> Excuse me. The major players in the streaming music market are suddenly a quintet. Ooh. Spotify, Pandora, Apple, Amazon and now Google YouTube has announced the launch of its highly anticipated, I don't know how anticipated it was, highly anticipated subscription music service as well as an overall of how the site organises and presents its collection of free music. The, subscri- the subscription service called YouTube Music Key will be invite only for the time being with six months free followed by a promotional price of $8 US per month. Now, apparently, the website is youtube.com forward slash music key. But if you're in Australia, it's just an empty page. Because wow, wow. <laughs> it's uh, apparently not about it's only available in the US, UK, Spain, Portugal, Italy, Ireland. Let me patch in the um, GetFlix DNS settings for my subscription and I'll go check it out for you. <laughs> just go on a hotspot shield and put you, tell them that you're in a US uh, jurisdiction, yeah. you'll get it up. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, what about what's that, 10 bucks a month? I don't know. Eight US. What's about nine nine Aussie nine fifty? Yeah, call yeah. it ten. Yeah, give it ten. And uh, I'll tell you, I saw a funny show last night. <laughs> Going right off the track <laughs> with that Julia Zamero, and they had that Bob Bailey on. He's a funny Who's bloke. Who's Bob Bailey? He's a little comedian that's very more intelligent than I would have thought he was. He's uh, he does music. He's very educated in history, and and he's he's a uh, a Twitter. Is that what they call him? A, t- a twit. Bird watching or something. So Bob Bailey. Yeah. I've heard of Bill Bailey, but not Bob oh, Bailey. Oh, Bill Bailey. That's him. Yeah, Bill Bailey. <laughs> it's Bill Bailey, is it? Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Okay. He's a famous uh, That's my accent. British comedian. He's been on QI a lot. He's, oh, that uh, guy. Yeah, uh, he's funny. Black the, um With the bald mullet. Yeah, that's him, yes. <laughs> the amazing hair. Yeah, get on the iView, uh, Eric, and whoever I else will. wants to have a look at it. It's the, I, I started watching um, The Thick of It. Have you heard of that one? Yes. It's got no, um, Capaldi. Yeah, Peter Capaldi, who's the new doctor. He was in this one, and it's uh, you might actually it. like it um, because it's a now. political I'm it's a political drama. 
falling asleep now. Yeah, no, no Doctor Who in it. It's a political drama, and he plays this guy called Malcolm who just swears his head off through the whole thing because of the <laughs> incompetent like idiots he has to deal with in politics. Media, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I might have a look. I've never watched the in the thick of it, so I might give it. You a must, look. but you must go on my view. Also, you must go. Sorry, uh, viewers and listeners, but we're off track here. But you know, that's what happens. happens. Um, go and have a look at it's Upper up Middle up. Bogan. Oh yeah, I've heard. I of heard that. about it. I haven't seen that. Go and watch it. It's pretty, pretty good. Pretty funny. Yeah. yeah. It's <laughs> yeah. Fairly tame. So your kids could probably watch it with some supervision. Yeah. Uh, maybe not your kids, Glenn. <laughs> <laughs> they wouldn't understand it. Well, they they go straight over their head, so you're probably all right there. Uh, and but you know they've got uh, who's in it? He's uh, what's his name? Oh, uh, the guy from Catherine Kim. Glenn. Glenn. Glenn Roberts. Roberts. He's in it. Yeah. yeah. Right. Right. So he's he's pretty funny. And. Uh, Yes, cool. And I had something else. Oh, yes. And for our last ABC out of the night, uh, there's a countdown uh, show coming on. Best of Countdown or something or other. So just keep an eye out for that too. It looks interesting. Oh, it's got Molly and Prince Charles. Yeah. Yeah, I won't be watching that. Clips that we've all seen before. <laughs> Iggy Pop and you know, all that sort of stuff. Yeah, anyway, we've all seen it. Won't you take me to a funky town? <laughs> I think Iggy's on, he's in another type of town, I think. Uh, yeah, so uh, so YouTube. Yes, get back on track. YouTube streaming music key. So uh, that's uh, that's out, but not for us. I think in I'll stick with my Pandora. I, I think like. I'll um, just not actually uh, Spotify. I like yeah, Spotify is best one. I think everyone. I think Spotify is the most popular. I think so, but you know Taylor Swift. She's gone from it now. Oh, well, no, what a, what a blow to the culture. <laughs> They've had a big yeah, spat. She goes, I'm not making much money from it. Spotify goes, dude, we we're going to give you millions. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, well, I think so it was. I guess you make hardly any money. Yeah, wasn't it last month or something that they said? It's a publicity stunt. 18 on, million. Let's, 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 let's yeah. uh, recognise it for what it is. It's a publicity stunt. As I soon believe as she that. did that, everyone went and bought her stuff on iTunes. Come on. Yeah. Suddenly she's, suddenly she's the flavour of the month and everyone wants to, what's Taylor Swift doing? Reading about Taylor Swift, watching Taylor Swift, listening to Taylor It's a publicity stunt. She's got a great publicist. Full mm. stop. That's yeah. it. Yeah, she'll come back. What's 18 million, eh? She, she, she'll she rake that back in. She's doing a, a, a tour or something, so they reckon that's why she's done it as well. But anyway, let's get, get uh, back into it. Apple local resellers mass can, can now mass configure devices. I don't know if this is in your area of interest, Eric, but Apple has opened the door for iOS and OSX device purchase through Australian resellers. Apparently you could only uh, mass configure them if you were purchasing through Apple, but now you can do the same through uh, resellers to access its device enrollment program, allowing enterprise and education institutions uh, managing large fleets of devices and Apple products to configure them. So yep. like, no, never Makes before. Sense. It removes the need to manually configure iPhone, iPads, and MacBooks, uh, allowing staff to use the devices straight out of the box. So I don't know why. You, so what are they saying? You you weren't allowed to, yeah, well, pre-configure well, If you them. use it, yeah, you get it out of the box. You would have You'd to have plug to it in. You would have to sync it with an iTunes account. You would have to wait until it charged up before you could use it. Now you can pre-configure it, so mm. it's testable straight away. Yeah, so it's just like uh, Windows has been doing it. For years. Yeah, usually usually with those devices, as soon as you get one, you turn it on and it says, please plug into a computer with iTunes running. Oh, yes, yeah. it does too. That's, that's right, yeah. So now these will just come, turn it on, and it'll be with the companies or education institutions, software yep. and blah, blah, blah. Uh, allowing staff, yeah, so uh, from today, the program has been... En- 
extended not only to countries outside the US, including Australia, but also to devices purchased through authorised resellers. The service allows IT teams to assign user profiles before the phone is activated, link devices to the MDM servers, and importantly, use the zero-touch configuration tool. Jeez, what want to use that to immediately configure apps and account settings when the device is first switched on. So there you go. Jace was right. Cool. Booyah. Booyah. Uh, and what else, Jace? What else have you got? Well, uh, for anyone who's used an iPhone the last couple of years moved to a different platform, you're probably familiar with the struggle of receiving text messages from your contacts who are still on iOS. Apple's iMessaging platform, which allows messaging between iOS devices without using SMS, is generally considered to be a pretty cool tool. But if you leave that platform behind, quite often your iOS-wielding contacts will find that sending you messages don't work so well anymore. It used to be mm. there was a process to follow before leaving iOS behind, which would allow your SMS to work properly from day one on Android or Windows phone or any other platform. However, if you already sold, destroyed the phone, then you're out of luck. Apple has heard consumers' anger about this and has, at long last, finally released a tool to manually deregister mobile numbers from Apple's iMessage services. Right. The process is pretty simple. Visit Apple's deregister de website, punch in your mobile number and receive a text message for validation. Enter that code back in the website and you'll be deregistered from iMessage straight away. Ooh, so I've had so nice. many people have contacted me going, I, I had an iPhone for the last four years and I just bought a Samsung Galaxy S5. Yeah, well, I don't get any right messages there. anymore. What's going on? <laughs> Because Samsung doesn't work. Yeah. I'll, 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 t I'll tell you what else is uh, starting to work, Eric. Now, look, we bagged these a fair bit, but I oh. thought there, there was a good story. So I thought, you know, well... You, are you going to give me the credit where credit's due crap, are you? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Blackberry right. Passport. Oh, no. Uh, puts, the, <laughs> puts the company back into survival mode. So the unusually shaped passport. Now, have anyone seen it? It's like a... More rectangular, I suppose, lengthways, actual keys for a keyboard on the bottom of a screen, oh, five-inch screen or something. Uh, named because of its passport-like dimensions. Well, there you go. Its new flagship handset earlier this year it was something of a return to the BlackBerry of yesteryear, blah, blah, blah. Uh, now, who's this guy? Chen. Chen. Mr. Chen. Chen who? Oh, Mr. Chen. <laughs> you lost all your... Blackberries. Chen, the part. Well, that's Mr. Wong. <laughs> yeah, what happened to him? He you died. No, Wong number. No, Mr. Yeah, Mr. Mr. Wong, Wong from Mr. the American Wong. Express. Ad. That's right. Then that guy come on and goes, "Don't leave home without them." Carl Morgan. He's gone. Gone. Gonski. Now, now this guy Chen, who apparently heads up uh, BlackBerry, says the passport has proved a hit, and perhaps even bigger seller than the company. We sold three. Selling these that they're it's, a hit we in Nigeria. To sell one. We sold three. It's a hit. We yeah. sold. 300% of what we expected. They sponsored the cricket in India and they got hit all over there the There we go. I, I, said, I said Nigeria. I was close. <laughs> Is that what? True? Is that what? No, I said, where are they selling? Where are they a hit in Nigeria? Yeah. Yeah, and you said India. So no, no, I'm fucking around. I'm happy for... What's he say? I'm happy that the product is a successful product, but we did not make it, but we did not make that many of them. So it is in limited supply almost everywhere. See? That's the supply and demand. BlackBerry announced an operating profit. An operating profit, Eric. From what? Its, <laughs> from its handset business. Five for the, bucks is profit. For the first time in five quarters. Um, uh, we're managing the... Oh, here we go. Chen. We're managing the supply chain. We are managing inventories. We are managing cash. 
uh, that's good that they're a business, so it's good to hear. Yep. And we yeah. have expenses. <laughs> yeah, no, no kudos for that because that's what you're supposed to do. And now we have expenses now at a number that is very manageable. Maybe they couldn't they couldn't count above ten thousand or something. Uh, Blackberry Maybe. Blackberry has survived. Now we have to start looking at growth. There you go. Yeah, don't go looking for a factory in China. Apple's bought them all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, BlackBerry, you'd, you'd never buy BlackBerry, I, I would imagine, Eric. I've had a BlackBerry. The I've older types, yeah. Yeah, before the iPhone came out. Yeah. Well, they then I looked the... at the iPhone and said, what am I doing with this piece of crap? <laughs> and what do you think? You looked of... at the iPhone and said it was a piece of crap, what? <laughs> <laughs> Smart boy. That was the uh, iPhone 3. All right, uh, Eric. What else have you got? Have you got anything I down have. there? What do I have? Oh, let's have a look here. NBN, no, no NBN for you. Oh. Come back one year. Come back one year. No NBN rollout plan for Parramatta sees internet users left with third world download speeds. Wow. I'm not going to say anything derogatory like about the people in Parramatta or their or their surrounds, but. Oh. That's it. There's no buts. There's, there's no. <laughs> so what's happened? That the well, apparently it was announced sometime, some in recent, maybe in the last seven days, that they've cancelled the planned NBN rollout in Paramount. Look, I don't know why. Um, I don't understand why they would do that. Because my view, regardless of politics here, put politics aside, regardless of politics, the NBN should be rolled out where it's needed most. Right, and I don't care where that where that is. The problem with the last government is they rolled it out in suburbs of their constituents, constituents, even though other suburbs needed them, like the country, for example. But they were, right? but they were that the places they were rolling out were the, was the country and and little small yeah, places. Yeah, but the majority of the metro, metropolitan um, area uh, areas were Labor seats, right? Yes, they didn't. Have, they, that's just wrong. They played politics with this whole thing. But no one cared. Uh, yeah, but remember we had a discussion about this over two years ago. And we said, why are they putting it in Penrith when no one wants to pay $80 a month for NBN? Mm. If mm. you put it in uh, Warunga or Pimble or Rabina, it'll mm. be snapped up tomorrow. Where yeah. they can afford it. Yeah. Where they can afford it. They um, maybe like, you know, they write everything else in the law. They might, they probably should have just wrote it into law. Yeah, we'll put it in the population areas first, but by law, has to go into these other areas by a certain date. You know, they should be putting in, they should have done an assessment. Where are the worst speeds in the country? We'll start there, regardless of where they are. But they did. Yeah. Yeah. They did some in the country. Uh, but don't forget, the ones when they did do them in the country, they did it in seats where they got kickbacks because Rob Oakshot and Tony Windsor did deals yeah. with the government. Yeah. The independents are like, we'll vote for you if you put NBN. So that's so they started in in those seats. So that's not objective. No. So I just hope that this cancellation in Parramatta isn't a payback. Oh, I see where you're going. That's what I'm saying. So I'm taking Paul. I'm, I'm being objective here. Mm. If mm. Parramatta needs it, and they're not a, they're not liberal voters, it doesn't matter. Give it to they, them. They, yeah. So so, but hasn't it? It's been cancelled. Like how far down the train? The, the the plan hasn't been cancelled like because I think everywhere like well, I was on the on the list for you know to begin starting June this year I think it was and now I'm just off the list. Now you're not on the list. I'm not even on a list. So I suppose like is you know is that just the same as everywhere like uh, uh, Parramatta they wouldn't. Have well, st- I don't know. They might have had a start date and now that's been cancelled like Rabina, where I am it was never ever never on 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 there was never a date for a start. 
Well, MBN has finally outlined which internet connection will be made available as well, in which areas under its multi-technology mix national broadband network, revealing any new fibre-to-the-premise builds will be purely on a case-by-case basis. Now, fibre-to-the-node, which which is now is the default way that you will access uh, the, the internet for the majority of Australians, and the fibre-to-the-premise would remain part of the network only in areas where it has already been deployed or is in advanced stages of rollout. Yes, yeah. And I think all the, the new areas and everything will get... New fi- housing estates. New housing estates will get it, yeah. Yeah, that's right. They'll, they'll, they'll but it's easy to put it in when they haven't... When they've- haven't mm. filled in the ground yet, so that, like, makes, that makes perfect sense. I suppose, like looking back in hindsight, or you know, maybe if they had a thought a bit better about it, maybe the fibre to the node would have been better, quicker to get it out to everyone, and then worry about you know the, the and moving forward. But uh, uh, according- moving forward. <laughs> Don't you like moving forward? Good on you, Julia. Your your hair's not red. (laughs) Oh, yeah. According to the most recent weekly progress report, and there's there's a PDF in the show notes if you want to go and check that one out, MBN Co. has passed 431,000-odd Brownfields premises with fibre to the premises, uh, 80,441 of which are unable to order a service. I wouldn't know why. But, and with 160-odd thousand having taken up an active service, just under 136,500 new developments have been passed with fibre. So it's just slow. I don't know. They, 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 this article just punches these stats out as if it's a good thing, but it's just too slow. Yeah, there's so it's much very, political very and infighting. And well, there's not so much anymore because they've sacked all the Labor people that were ruining the place and just sitting up there collecting salaries, not doing much. So there's not, there's not a lot there. But don't forget, too, they inherited a mess. It's going to take a long time to clean up the mess they inherited before they can actually make progress. It's going yeah, to take well, longer than 12 months. Well, I don't, I don't understand why it is so slow. Like, they got the because go- it was done ineptly by people who had never... Not one person that was running this was appointed. They are all appointed by the Labor government, and we all know what Labor is like. Not, none of them have any experience in business, project management, business management, business analysts, nothing. Yeah. Like they're all union hacks who don't know how to do a day's work. So, well, okay, so we're a, we're a year in to the to the, uh, to the Liberal... Since the last election. Yeah, so... Well, it's going to take another, at least another six months. So when do you hope that's going to pass your house? When do you, Have you got any... If you had to put a, a day, would you say, okay, 2020, would you... Well, Look, I think if it was done properly from the very beginning with experienced people who knew what they were doing, it would be finished by now. Right, across the, across the whole country, when if they started in two thousand and eight and it started with the right people behind the helm, with the proper supervision, it we finished now or close to finishing. Maybe it'll be some country areas whatnot, mm. but because they wasted six years, it's going to take another six years. Hmm. Well, as, as long as it's on the <laughs> on the go, <laughs> like yeah. it won't happen overnight. No, but it, it will happen. It will happen. Hopefully. All right. Now, what else? What else you got, Jase? You got anything else down there? In in well, how's Melbourne's weather for you? Is it what's going on down there? It's not too bad. It's a bit warm today, so I've got the um, fan on. But other than that, it's been um, still quite coolish. Haven't got any hot, really hot days. Have you had the four seasons in one day thing? I haven't yet, but some yeah. of the time I've been asleep when it's day, so I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> right. All right. Uh, what else? What else is down here? 
Well, something good for me, Telstra customers will now know within seconds if they're about to burst their mobile data quota with the company rolling out real-time alerts to help avoid bill shock. The service which Telstra announced on Wednesday will tell users when they've reached 50%, 85% and 100% of their included data within seconds. Presently, alert ticks are delayed by up to 48 hours. The telco is the first in Australia to roll out real-time alerts. We hope the alerts will help consumers more easily track their usage, ACAN chief executive said. Consumers not realising there can be a two-day delay between the data usage notifications could easily use a gigabyte or two of data, which would set them back between $50 and $100. We'd like to see real-time alerts being offered by all of Australian telcos so all consumers can reap the benefits. An Optus spokeswoman said the telco aimed to notify customers in less than 24 hours, although the TCP code stipulates 48 hours. A voter phone spokeswoman said heavy data users on the network received alerts within 12 hours for the most. Why is there a delay anyway? Like, why can't this be almost instant anyway? Well, they run, I expect they just run the servers calculating everything overnight, every 48 hours or so, right. rather than running servers constantly, which be huge data usage, but maybe they invested in some new servers and scripting or something. Yeah, yeah. Because I get those little th- those little messages and, well, I don't know, uh, look, I don't use much 4G or 3G when I'm out and about because I'm mostly within Wi-Fi range, which is good. So I'd be lucky really to use oh, half a gig, uh, you know, yep. of, my, of my plan. And I've only got a gig plan. So what's so? because I know, Jace, you'd probably be on your phone more than me maybe because you're out yeah. and about and doing stuff. Uh, how much, what do you, what's your usage? Is that like um, Well, I'm limited at the moment because I want to get off Telstra and I don't want to be spending too much money on my new job. So I've just cut it back to the basic Telstra plan, which I get uh, one gig a month with, and I'm just rationing it out as much as possible. But it's not quite as bad as when I was in Sydney where I had an hour trip to and from work every day. So it's two hours worth of traveling, and I just check Facebook and Twitter and mm. all sorts of things. Now it's 20 minutes on the train each way, so I use up less um, data that way. Well, the good thing most, about, most of the time I'm at home on Wi-Fi or I'm at work, I'm too busy. Well, the good thing about using data on the train on the Gold Coast is you get up to past Narang there, you lose service for half an hour. So it's, it's all good. You don't <laughs> have to, to worry. Do That's right. You don't have to worry about it. Uh, what's, what's your usage like, Eric? Yeah, are you a big... Uh... Uh, look, it varies. Sometimes I'm pretty heavy. Look, for example, mine rolled over today. And I'd used 15% of two and a half gigs. So yeah. what's that? 500 megs. Yeah, that's about, that. yeah well, that's about my use because you're probably in your office most of the day as well. And, yeah. you know, you've got your Wi-Fi. Yeah, 375 pumping. megabytes. Yeah, yeah, that's that's not too bad. That's pretty good, isn't it? Uh, yeah, rightio. Now, oh, look, just as a quick one here, if, you, if you're in the country and you like to do a bit of home brew, apparently you can't buy a kit. Well, now you can. You can buy it online. Cooper's is partnering with Adelaide-based Hostworks to support its online storefront. There you go. Slow news week, eh? Hostworks. <laughs> <laughs> Cooper's online, blah, blah, blah. Marketing manager for Cooper's said DIYbeer.com. So DIYbeer.com will provide rural customers with Cooper's DIY products. Yeah, yeah. You ever, you ever brewed, Jace? No, uh, one of my cousins did a while back, but um, I haven't done anything myself. But uh, some of his stuff wasn't too bad. He even tried a um, alcoholic ginger beer, which was quite nice. Oh, okay, yeah, I did a a bourbon once, and uh, yeah, I wouldn't do that again. It was awful. <laughs> oh awful. God, that's moonshine. Oh, Making that stuff no, at home? No, no, no. This was like you actually like brewed this. 
Like it wasn't distilled. It wasn't like in the in the proper way or even close to it. This was like brewed. And it, it then just... you have to leave it for eight years. <laughs> you, got to, you have to chew tobacco. I permanently left it. It was disgusting. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was terrible. But yeah, look, I've, I've done it in the past. Used to, yeah, just sit down and it's time consuming. But I think each bottle used to come out like a big tally. Used to come out to about oh, 30 cents, I think it was. So that was all right. That was good in the old days. Eric, you ever made it? No, mate. No? Oh, you don't really into beer, are you? More no. the, um, oh, I'll more drink the beer, stuff. but I'm not making it. I'll let someone else do that. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's, it is nicer, the commercial stuff. VB. <laughs> All right. Uh, did you have any more stories, Eric? I don't know. I, didn't I have just a quick Apple story. 12.9-inch hmm. iPad Pro production rumoured for quarter two, 2015. Hmm. Apple's 12.9-inch iPad is a picture there iPad Pro, in inverted commas, may not enter mass production until the second quarter of 2015, according to new predictions from often reliable KGI securities analyst Ming Ching Kuo. Sounds very reliable. But look, he I believes th- that the iPad Pro will use an oxide panel to achieve high resolution, quick response, and high color saturation, and, and that the time needed for component yield and assembly to improve will push back production until the second quarter of 2015. Now I think this is where this is where they're going because like as you know I've been looking for a little uh, laptop that folds back over itself, you know. So I reckon cool. Apple will do this better yeah. if they decide to do it than anyone else. Yeah, they'll be- do a, a click onto a keyboard and it'll be a MacBook Air or mm. you unplug it and it'll be an iPad Pro. But see I think at the end of the day I think the foldy the, the folding mechanism is going to be the winner. Because, yeah, uh, yeah, well, you might be right there. Because, like, I'm saying, like, a lot of moving parts, though, you know, it's got to have a double hinge, yeah, because it's got to fold back on itself. But then, but then, if you're you so think, that gets tricky, but you think about it. So, if you if you, you've bought this device for its specific purpose, which can be laptop or uh, tablet, so then you're you're out somewhere, and if you've got a foldy thing, you just fold it back and it's a laptop, or you fold it back and it's a tablet. But if you've got to start clicking and everything, you go, oh, where's yeah. the keyboard? Oh, no, I agree with you. I just think that they're going to have to make those hinges out of something pretty special because they're going to get a lot of use. True, true. They're going to get a lot of use. I think that's how they should do it. They shouldn't mm. do it any other way because it's hideous. My nephew's staying with us for a week while his parents are away, um, two nephews, and he's got a Lenovo uh, for school. Oh, nice. Tell and me it's, more. Um, you know, it's not a bad tablet. It's about uh, what? It's about iPad size tablet, iPad, Yep. you know, the standard iPad. Yep. Size and it clicks onto a keyboard, yeah, and they can start typing and whatnot. It's running full Windows on it, and then it, then it just picks it up from the keyboard and you can start touching it. What's the uh, hard drive space on that? Do you know? Not sure. Not sure. I think it'd be probably pretty small. One hundred twenty-eight. Probably one hundred twenty-eight. I'd say. Yeah, but look, but, yeah, but it is and it, it is a bit of a pain because sometimes it falls over and you know you just got to bump the table and it just falls over, so it's a little bit unstable. The hinge situation, like you described, is definitely much better. Mm. But I'm a bit worried that the first itera- iteration uh, of that of that sort of thing, I'd probably leave. I'd wait till they came out with the second version. Yeah. Oh, look, I- I've been waiting. I just need something. I just want something. <laughs> Get a freaking that MacBook Pro. No, no. MacBook Air. <laughs> no. Air. I don't, look, I don't, I don't like OS X. Really oh, you're such a girl. I, I you just, put Windows on it. You I can still like put it. Windows on a MacBook. And it runs and screams. 
You put a Windows on a MacBook Air with an SSD drive and spec it up, it screams. Yeah, right. Well, I think, look, I think this is, going back to the story there, I think this is the right move, like a bigger iPad sort of thing. And you, obviously you'd be able to click a keyboard. It's going to be, it's going to want, it's going to have to be light though. Otherwise it's going to be awkward. People are going to drop this thing like nobody's business because yeah. they are pretty slippery sort of devices. Mm. But and if they're heavy, it's just going to fall out of your hand. Yeah, but I don't know. So just with your nephew's Lenovo, so he's got mm. the turn it, the flip, the flip, flip. No, no, not back. the flip. It's just that it clicks onto a stand. Oh, because with the flip ones, because I, I thought, I sat down and thought, well, when you click it over, what, when you put it flat onto a desk, what, what's stopping all the keys from pushing, you know, and all this sort of stuff? But apparently Good I look, point. yeah, when I look further into it, as it gets to a certain degree of, flippiness it disables the keys it disables the keyboards but yeah. at the same time pushes little rubber feet out oh okay so very like nice Starship Enterprise very nice he yeah. might even buy one before the end of next year yeah I might yeah I know then it'll sit on his bloody desk for six weeks oh no action. this thing will be opened up straight away don't don't you don't, don't, don't you worry about that <laughs> don't young, you young about fellow that. there don't you worry you're right like Joe Bjorki bye bye jingies oh bye. what happened to good old Joe Oh, wasn't that, back. Wasn't that Newman's s- an idiot. Yeah, but wasn't that sad about that other Wayne Goss? That's terrible. Yeah. That's apparently not- he was a decent, decent bloke for a labour. Yeah, I've, I've got, I had, you know, nothing. But um, yeah, it's just sad. Like I don't know if he was good or bad, but I remember him. I remember him up here, and yeah. well, I heard the other day. Did you know? I don't know if there's any interest. Sorry, viewers and listeners, but um, <laughs> apparently that both his children, a son and a daughter, both. Won Rhodes scholarships two years apart. Right. So they're very bright family, which yeah. is very good. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, I got the shock of my life when I saw that. And I thought, geez, I didn't think he was that old. He's only sixty-three. But that, yeah, yeah. sixty-three is not old. Not these days. Oh hell no! That's not even pension age. Jeez. No, God, I missed out on that. <laughs> not anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, that's right. It, it, well, he missed pension age by a long time, didn't he? But anyway, now the Internet of Things. Now, we all know what Internet of Things, it's bringing the Internet to things all around us. Now, the latest thing from Belkin, apparently 150 bucks. Now, what is it? It, it's a device, allows you to switch the coffee maker onto a schedule, monitor your brew, and modify the strength of your coffee using the Wemo app for iOS and Do we Android. need one of these devices per device we want to use? So if I need one for the washing machine, the microwave, the oven, and the coffee machine, that means I need four of these at 150 each? Uh, could or is it one that controls everything? Don't know, don't know. The device can also be triggered remotely, so you can have a fresh pot waiting when you walk through the door of an evening, or simply fire up the machine without getting out of bed. Hide under your covers and how fat are we going to be? Oh, yeah. how fat are we going to be? Alarm. So if my alarm goes off at seven o'clock in the morning, I want a nice coffee brewed by the time I get in the kitchen. Yeah, that'd be nice. Or even start brewing ten minutes before. Now, here we go. Belkin has a range of Wemo devices geared towards home automation, including remote control, light switches, plug sockets, and motion sensors. So I don't know, Eric. Uh, I'm not I'm, into that. I'm not into that. What's that? Just, just automating we, everything. I just think we're getting a bit lazy. Yeah. How hard is it to get off your ass and turn on the lights? Yeah, it's a bit hard. <laughs> yeah. Oh, how good was that? Oh, where was that? I saw on some TV show, and they this guy just went like that, and the the glass to his office just frosted, <laughs> just like that. That was it was so. Where was that? I think it was on the show Million Dollar Listing. That's right. 
Hey. I saw one cool. recently where there Good was show, a, um, mm. a door and when you put the key in and you lock the door, the screen goes opaque and when you unlock it, it goes transparent. Yeah, how does that work? Oh, they've got they've got a chemical in the glass that does it. Yeah, right. <coughs> you can put that in, um, and it's like charged got, when you. They've c- got um, they've got that in the shower. Um, they've got I saw this on another real estate show, Glenn. They've got this thing. Someone built a shower, mm. and it's just you know glass, complete glass, and you step in there, and you can you can see outside, so everyone can see you, for yeah. example. Yeah. But the minute you turn the shower on, it just opaque. Yeah. Right. Well, what about the time you you get undressed and you're in the shower? You, you're well, they, well, they might it might be a switch so. in there. It <laughs> might be a switch. There might be a switch in there. And you press a switch and it goes opaque or something. It's run before. by the FCC. It automatically detects nudity and <laughs> senses you. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, the Internet of Things and the coffee machine. Look, I, look, I like it. Yeah, bring it on, bring it on. I don't think it's a. Well, it probably does make yourself a bit lazy, but I mean, like light switches. You know, you could be driving up your driveway in a in your car, and you, you push your phone, the lights come on, coffee machine that, comes I, on. That does that happens anyway. Well, you could do it. He's from got a family in there the that hears him in the driveway and gets everything ready. Eddie's <laughs> yeah. home, quick, get everything ready. <laughs> or he's gonna belt the shit out of me. Oh, <laughs> Eric could have Bag slaves. Eric, Eric's got slaves at home. Have you Eric? You got you got a couple <laughs> yeah. of slaves. Make yeah, your coffee. I, I'm he in the south them a, He buys them a nice <laughs> communion dress if they treat him right. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> that's right. All right, now, what else have I got here? Have I got another one? Let me have a look here. I've done that. I've done that one. I've done the good old Blackberry. Uh, solar-powered. Blackberry's done itself, I think. <laughs> a solar-powered glow-in-the-dark bike path by... Studio Rusengard, inspired by Van Gogh. Now, this bike path is overseas, but uh, look, I did pull some pictures out, but um, unfortunately, I can't show them to you. And uh, but if you go and have a look at it, it's pretty, pretty nice. Now, this bike path, it's uh, it's swirling patterns, and it's a kilometre long, and it was uh, it was all inspired by Vincent Van Gogh, who lived in where's that Noonan from 1883 to 1885, and it's lit at night by both special paint that changes in daylight and embedded LEDs that are powered by a nearby solar array. And you should have a look at it. Go and have a look at this path thing. It's bloody, it's great. It's nice. That looks really funky. So, uh, so that's good. And, uh, and what about the, uh, the asteroid thing today, this week? That was all right. The who? The asteroid. We landed the... Oh, yes, we landed. Took them 10 years, but it's all right. Yeah. So that, that's good. Did that Have you switched screens, Eric? Sorry, um, What's that? Glenn. Have you switched screens, Glenn? No, someone, Eric must have switched them. What? What? No, no, what? I'm sharing out a picture oh. for you. Oh, here we go. Okay. Solar-powered footpath. Try that one. What's oh, that? Oh, but that's, just, that's the actual solar-powered footpath. Yep. Yeah, but this was like a, um, this one I, I was talking about. This is, well, what is it? Because that's in the Netherlands as well. Hang on, let me have a look. Where's my little... Show notes gone. I'll bring it up. Because I can't. Oh, look, someone's overtaken my screen. I don't know what's going on. I haven't. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what's going on. Uh, where are my show notes gone? Hang what on. is? The, what have you done? I don't know. Someone's over, overtaken my screen. How do you share a screen? Ah, uh, the plus button. Now, there's a solar-powered glow-in-the-dark bike path. So as opposed to a solar-powered footpath or a solar-panelled footpath, this is... Look, I'll put the link in the show notes if someone can bring it up. That's getting better. 
whoever put that up, Eric. No, uh, what? Me. Jase, I'll put, look, I'll put this in the yep. show notes. It's got a video on it explaining it's like solar powered roots for dummies. Who's got what's, that up? Oh, that's what's me. me. I'm not doing any of that. They've got people digging now. What's that? <laughs> I don't know what's going on. That's where they're installing it. <laughs> they're showing a guy there installing it. Is that you, Sol- uh, Warlock, doing that? Yeah. But this is but this is the solar powered path. Yeah. But you have a look at that little link in the uh, Skype chat and pull that up. And this is this is the path. And it's at night time, so you can see it in all its glory. Because that's different. That path there looks like something out of Minecraft. Yeah. Get that, rid of it. That looks like a cartoon. And that, no. <laughs> what is this? It's a show, that, a video from YouTube showing solar-powered roads and how they work. Right. But we don't want to see that. But that's not what we're talking about. Now we're looking at a flight simulator. You just said solar-powered roads that light up at night. No, what are you talking no, about? No, 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 there's no. A, there's, a thing in the, there's a thingy in the Skype, a link in the Skype. If you can link on that, and then, I, then we can see it. Because I'm uh, link retarded at the moment. What does that do? Don't send it to me. Oh, look, anyway, we can't do it. We might as well, we better too move. Too high tech. It's too high tech for us. We're going to have to Here move you on. Go. Done it. Who's got I'm it? Doing it now. <laughs> okay. Can you see it? <laughs> no. No. No, no. No, no. So, Jace, didn't you get that? Here we go. Here comes the screen. We're URL challenged here. At, uh, <laughs> here we go. Oh, nearly. This is a special Van Gogh one. Yes, but this is, it's not supposed to be a solar powered, like to generate solar or electricity. It runs on solar. It runs on solar. That's what I said. The other one that I was showing you, it charges by the day and at night time it lights up. But we don't care about that. <laughs> we care about this one, which is a Van Gogh specific one, that there's still solar power glow in the dark. Just listen. All this right. is the one that Glenn sent me. Hang on. It's coming. So if it's not the one he meant to send me, then he sent the wrong one. It's coming. It's coming. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where it is. But Just anyway. Click on the link, for God's sake. Here we go. Why does it keep... Here we go. This is Microsoft crap. How long, look at how long it takes. Bloody hell. There we go. Look at that. Isn't that nice? And that's the some dude standing on it close up. So it's all like sort of swirls and a sort of sort of like a pattern and everything. It's all lit up. It's that's beautiful. And and if you want to have a look at it yourself, go into the show notes. There's a link there. AussieTechHeads.com. The show notes work. <laughs> show notes work. They do work. And uh, what else have I got to tell you about while well, we're looking at those? The Facebook, Facebook.com forward slash AussieTechHeads, and the radio, AussieTechHead. What is it? Aussie Tech Radio. Dot com. Go and have a go and belt that one out. That's uh, becoming quite popular. The Aussie Tech Radio has twenty four seven streaming tech shows. Uh, so they they repeat, you know, twenty four seven. There's probably about ten or so shows there. So you know, you log in any time, and you're probably going to get something different. And they reset or latest episodes every week, every Friday to be exact. And also the paper 
is uh, aussietechheads.com.au forward slash paper. Subscribe there. It's all about uh, there's technology stories, there's business stories, there's sports stories, there's news stories, there's everything sort of stories and YouTubes and everything. So go and have a look at that. And also the Aussie Max Zone. Uh, .com.au and listen to them. That's also via iTunes. You can uh, download the audio uh, and the video sometimes through iTunes and YouTube. So, oh yeah, uh, youtube.com forward slash Aussie Tech. We're everywhere. We're everywhere. All right. Now, while we're, well, we're back. <laughs> okay. Let's, what I think, oh, that's about it, I think, for me anyway. Um, I think that is about it. Uh, what else have we got? To, oh, no, here we go. This will be my last story, I think. Hey, if you ever thought of smuggling meth into Australia in printer cartridges, don't. Because they're, 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 uh, the authorities are awake to yeah, it. Make, makes your printouts really crappy looking, but makes you very happy. Yeah. You see, you see them all go around licking all their paper. and you know. <laughs> A 27-year-old female has been charged with importing 7 kilograms of methamphetamine into Australia, hidden inside several boxes of printer cartridges. Naughty, naughty, naughty. Uh, so... Uh, don't do it. If they got the ink from HP or Canon, it's probably more expensive than the meth anyway. Yeah, probably. They should be smuggling in ink cartridges. <laughs> they did a study not long ago and they found out that per milliliter, it was cheaper to buy Dom Perignon than it was to buy ink for your oh, cartridges. Oh, really? That's yeah. disgraceful. Isn't that oh, ink's very expensive. It's a bloody rip-off. Yeah. Well, the That's printers... why the printers are pretty much free because they make yeah. all the money on ink. But, who, right. but what sort of... Oh, so what, is it just mums and dads that, you know, buy the, 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 the proper ink? You know, like, why not just buy the generic stuff? Like, there's a place just down the road here. I think it's wholesaletoners.com.au. They're just a burly. And Depends if you, on if they've got the um, chips in them that won't let you print a work unless it's got the specific um, ink that they made. They're starting mm. to do that with the Nespresso-type pods now they're going to put chips in them so that your nespresso machine won't work with the cheap aldi or office works coffee pods you have to buy the specific nespresso ones seriously yep i bought some uh, generic uh generic ink cartridges for the office uh, because it's a laser printer and you know those colors the drums can get pretty expensive Hmm. and i ordered generic ones there because normally it costs something like 175 bucks for black Oh. The color black, yeah. and it was around seventy or eighty dollars for yellow, blue, and pink or something. Red. So I thought, and if I had to replace them all in one hit, it's quite yeah. a quite an expense. Yeah. So yeah. I, I found this um, website, put in my uh, printer model and whatnot, laser printer. The whole I got the whole pack, all four colors for one hundred and fifty bucks. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I had the same thing um, for my um, inkjet a few years ago that I got. Um, it was like $65 for color and 45 for black. Or I yeah. went to eBay and I bought a pack of 10, which was five of each for 10 bucks. Yeah, look, Google yeah. Google wholesale toners, and they're just down at Burley up on the Gold Coast. But what they do, they'll offer you, they give you free shipping, express and a proud post. sponsor of Aussie Tech. Express. There you go. Here's another free one, and a, and a uh, free shipping if you order more than fifty bucks, and it doesn't take much to order more than fifty bucks worth of ink or toner. But and you have it the next day if you order before two o'clock or something, and if you order before ten, you can even have it that day or something, something crazy. But, um, yeah, go and look at those. That, that's what I use. And, and they also give you a little present inside the box too. Some meth. Little lollies. That's <laughs> <Yeah, try. laughs> Lollies. <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, all right. What else are we going to talk about? 
That's about yeah, it. Well, for the lucky me. people like me who've got one of these Nexus 7 tablets. Well, they're, 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 they're tiny. That's the 2012 version from uh, Google. is made by Asus. Um, you can now go, Android Police have found that you can go to the Google website where they've got the images and you can download the Lollipop image and flash it onto your device so you've got the latest um, Android 5.0 running on that device. All of the Nexuses are going to have it rolled out soon, but you can get this one early. Uh, they haven't announced it, but uh, somebody's monitoring the site for images and they found that this had been released already. And my uh, LG G3 should soon have it rolled out over the next few weeks as well. What uh, prevents, why, why do the phones and with Google have it rolled out progressively to the different devices? Like, why doesn't it say they... Well, here's the thing. First, Google makes the operating system Android Lollipop. Hmm. Then they send it off to HTC who has to write drivers to run their screens and whatever other chips and stuff they've got in there for audio, video right. and all that stuff. Then it goes to Telstra and then Telstra have to write all their crapware and make sure it's going to be compatible with that and do extra testing on their network so that it's certified and stuff. Then they wait a couple of months to piss you off and then they roll it out. Right. So, so That's the problem with having... The Android phones—they're so disparate. They've got so many manufacturers. It's a major issue. But yep. I don't see why like, these guys are Android uh, manufacturers, or they're making the Android phones. So why not, like Google, just pop it up, you know, on the Android development side or something? They go, "Here's Lollipop, go your hardest," and everyone. The carriers will block it. Why is that? Because I don't want you to put it on. Because you missed no, out. No, they want to make sure that they've got all their crapware and stuff on there as well. And it's been fully tested on their network and blah, blah, blah. But then if you're smart enough, you can you can root your phone and put it on yourself. Yep. Yes. But then even still, what makes They're it... They're hoping that not enough people are going to be as hardcore as to want to root their phone. So the majority of users are just going to wait until they get a notification on their device mm. that says, hey, there's a new update, do you want it? And you go, yep. And then it goes, plug it in and we'll give it to you after an hour or so. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, because uh, I think my little Samsung, my little... My little first little baby smartphone, it's just died. Just died. It just, uh, it's in a. Well, that's the other problem because there's so many devices out there. Some have got the, uh, enough grunt, some don't have enough grunt, and some of them they just don't want to support with newer versions of Android so that you go out and buy a new mm. Nexus 6. Why would you keep your Nexus S3 or something like that when um, the, you, you would never buy the newest one if Android 5 ran on it perfectly? So they're Planned make it. obsolescence. Bingo. And well, then, and why then with like you get, jump onto your Cyanogen mod site and there's different versions or different flavours of the, the lollipop, say, for they'll, different... They'll spend uh, weeks optimising the heck out of it oh, and okay, trying right. to jam it onto a device that it's not supposed to go on and it'll mostly work for the most part if you, can, if you want to risk trying it out. I mean, you can always flash it back to the original one which you can download from, um, you know, any of the websites... Yeah. that support your device, but um, they're hoping... Oh, you know, look, that's one reason I'm sticking with Apple. Mm. It just gets rolled out straight away. Everyone gets it at the same time. Yeah. Oh, well, well, they got planned obsolescence as well, but still. Oh, they yeah. do, no doubt. Yeah, oh, I'm sure they do. Yeah, but I think it's getting... Well, look at my little iPhone. I've noticed it's starting to get a little... Just to get slower on a few bits and pieces now with 8. I forget what it's yeah, started Yeah, because they want you to buy a 6. Yeah. Well, how's your 6 going, Eric? It's all right, mate. Yeah. Still here. You got the big one, haven't you? Yeah, no bendies. 
No, mate. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. Yeah, good, good. If you wobble it really fast in the middle like a pencil, it looks like it's bent. Oh, <laughs> look at that. You did it. <laughs> that wall. Take it back. You've got to get it re- That's refunded. rubbish. That is rubbish. Well, there, that's pretty good, isn't it? You could buy five of them and put in that picture frame behind you. Did you see that uh, Chinese guy during the week? What yeah, the, what an idiot. Bought 99 iPad 6s, made it, put it on the ground in the shape of a love heart, proposed to his girlfriend in the middle of it, and she said, no way. Oh, no. What was, the, what was, he, what was he playing on the iPads? They weren't just off. No, no, they were still in the boxes. He had bought 99 iPhone 6s, left them in the boxes and put them out in a pat, arranged them in a pattern for a love heart and got her to stand in the middle. And he goes, will you marry me? And she goes, no. Oh, and this is on YouTube. Ninety-nine. Think about that. Ninety-nine at an saying, average price of a thousand dollars. So you spent a hundred grand, right? She's probably said no because she thinks you're an idiot. You could have bought me a ring instead of nine phones, you moron. But the good thing is, in, in one, China, Aaron. he can up the price one and a half to two times, and people will buy it from him because it's so rare and difficult to get. Still, yes. well, what a novelty! It won't be so much, but well, what an idiot! All right. Well, we're going to get out of here before Eric swears again. So, uh, Sorry. <laughs> you just want me to stay up till midnight. You're freaking idiot. <laughs> All right. So uh, we're on, that, on those notes, he's an idiot. Is this on YouTube, Jace? Yes. Oh, well, You can see it probably on like Mashable and Gizmodo and stuff too. Oh, though, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, we're gonna go. We're gonna have a look at that. What? Oh, was it? Well, and so what? So it just he's just left hanging. He just has a no, and that was it. Yeah. See you All later. His Kung, Kung Fu chopped to the plums, and off she went. <laughs> yeah. So he just turns around and just starts picking up his well, iPhones. I, I, I liked you when you had money, but you seem to have spent it all now by the looks of things. On I don't crap, sure stuff I don't want. <laughs> I'm gonna go I find the Android, you bastard. Yeah. Where's go... my ring? What have you done for me lately? <laughs> I'm gonna go find Tim Cook. He's got a lot of money. <laughs> All right. Okay. So I, I think I've ran through everything that you could where you can catch us. Wouldn't do her any good. Maybe him. Mm, but yes. <laughs> wouldn't do him any good anyway. He's not of that persuasion. So so that's about it for us this week. So uh, you can catch us on the Facebook where we'll put up some free iOS and Android apps of the day. And there's been a few good little iOS ones this week. And you can find that facebook.com forward slash Aussie Tech Eds, youtube.com forward slash Aussie Tech Eds, and the webpage, aussietechheads.com.au forward slash podcast. And go and check the show notes out. They're there every week for what we've been talking about and all that sort of jazz. Uh, don't forget the radio. It's been going off. Good stuff. Good good work. All right. So until next week, see you, uh, Jace. We'll talk to you next week. Bye. And we'll see you later, Eric. Talk to you next Thank week you as well. See you later. And we'll talk to you next week also. So until then, have a great week. And it's bye from all of us. Ta-da.